Hello, I'm Maria Titizian. And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Weekend Review for the week of May 19. In the news, an Armenian soldier is killed by Azerbaijani fire in Kerarkunik as Azerbaijan continues to violate the ceasefire regime. The foreign ministers of Armenia, Azerbaijan and Russia meet in Moscow today, and Armenia's government appoints a military attaché to India. This week, another Armenian soldier was killed when Azerbaijani armed forces violated the ceasefire in the direction of Sotk in Armenia's Gerarkunik region. Azerbaijani forces also targeted the ambulance carrying the wounded soldier, injuring the paramedic. The 20-year-old serviceman died on the way to the hospital. Azerbaijan also violated the ceasefire yesterday using mortars in the direction of the village of Norabag in Gerarkunik. The situation on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border also escalated last week. On May 15, the head of the EU delegation to Armenia, Andrea Viktorin, told reporters at a press conference that the EU monitoring mission observers were not present on the ground during the Azerbaijani aggression in the direction of Sotk, but the observers later visited the area and prepared a report and sent it to Brussels. And today, the Arsakh Defense Army reported that Azerbaijani armed forces violated the ceasefire in the northern and eastern directions of the contact line by using small arms and AGS-17 grenade launcher against civilians working in their fields in the village of Bertashen and firing at the Kashan mine. No casualties were reported. This week's ceasefire violations come days after the leaders of Armenia and Azerbaijan held EU-mediated talks in Brussels on May 14. European Council President Charles Michel, who facilitated the talks, issued a statement after the negotiations, noting that the talks focused on progress on the path towards Armenia-Azerbaijan normalization According to Michel, the leader shared a common willingness for a South Caucasus at peace. The following issues were reviewed during the negotiations. The peace treaty to be signed between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Michel said that the momentum of the Washington negotiations should be maintained to take decisive steps towards signing the peace treaty. Progress on border issues and the next steps regarding the delimitation of the border. In this context, the leaders agreed on the resumption of the bilateral meetings on border demarcation and delimitation. The Border Delimitation Commissions of the two countries met twice last year in May and August, and no further meetings took place after Azerbaijan's incursion into Armenia's territory, or large-scale attack is perhaps a better way to describe it, in September of 2022. The leaders uh, once again confirmed their unequivocal commitment to the 1991 Almaty Declaration and the respective territorial integrity of Armenia and Azerbaijan. Michel stated that territories of Armenia and Azerbaijan in his statement, 29,800 kilometers square and 86,600 kilometers square, respectively. The ultimate uh, delimitation of the border will be agreed through negotiations. On connectivity, the sides made progress in their discussions aimed at unblocking transport and economic links in the region. According to Michel, positions on this topic have now come very close to each other, in particular on the reopening of the railway connections to and via Nakhichev. This is an Azerbaijani exclave. The respective teams of the two countries have been tasked to finalize in principle agreement on the modalities of the opening of railway connections and the necessary construction together with a concrete timetable. They also agreed to draw upon the support of the World Customs Organization in supporting this work. Armenia's Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan and Azerbaijani President Aliyev had reached a similar agreement again in Brussels back in December of 2021. However, the agreement was never realized. 
organized. The sides have come also to an understanding that detainees would be released in the coming weeks. Michel also stressed the need to safeguard the mutual understanding that soldiers who have simply got lost and crossed into the other side would continue to be released through a speedy procedure, the importance of stepping up work on addressing the fate of missing persons and on demining were also discussed. According to the President of the European Council, the rights and security of Armenians living in the former Nagorno-Karabakh Autonomous Oblast were also discussed. I encouraged Azerbaijan to engage in developing a positive agenda with the aim of guaranteeing the rights and security of this population in close cooperation with the international community. I also raised the need for a transparent and constructive dialogue between Baku and this population, he said. Michel also stated that he intends to invite the leaders for another such meeting in the margins of the third EPC summit in Granada in October, a meeting between Pashinyan and Aliyev, as well as Charles Michel, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz and French President Emmanuel Macron is set to take place on June 1 in Chisinau. Michel also held separate meetings with Pashinyan and Aliyev during which regional issues were discussed. And today the foreign ministers of Armenia, Azerbaijan and Russia met in Moscow after the meeting Lavrov told reporters the sides are actively discussing the peace treaty, adding that, quote, other mediators are also involved. He also stated that the trilateral working group on opening regional communications, chaired by the deputy prime ministers of the three countries, will hold a meeting next week. According to Lavrov, the sides have also agreed to hold a border commission's meeting soon with Russia as a consultant. After trilateral meeting, Mirzoyan and Bayramov are holding talks in a bilateral format. Before the trilateral meeting, Armenia's foreign minister, Arat Mirzoyan, and Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, held a separate meeting. During the bilateral talks, Mirzoyan noted that at the moment, the Lachin Corridor is not under the control of the Russian peacekeepers, as is envisioned by the November 9th statement. Pashinyan also announced yesterday during the cabinet meeting that the leaders of the three countries will meet in Moscow on May 25. Speaking about the results of the Brussels meeting during yesterday's cabinet meeting, Pashinyan called the mutual recognition of each other's territories by Armenia and Azerbaijan an important step toward establishing peace and stability in the region for the finalization of the text of the peace treaty and the delimitation of the borders. According to the Prime Minister, the next step must be identifying and agreeing upon concrete grounds for delimitation um, that have a legal basis. Commenting on Michel's statement about establishing dialogue between Stepanakert and Baku, which will be visible for the international community, Pashinyan said this process is essential for a real and comprehensive settlement of relations with Azerbaijan and the establishment of lasting peace in the region. Therefore, it will greatly accelerate the signing of the peace treaty between Armenia and Azerbaijan. The Prime Minister described talks on the restoration of the Armenia-Azerbaijan railway as positive, but refrained from elaborating further on the subject, citing the previous experience as the reason because an agreement had been reached back in December 2021 to open the railway and nothing had materialized. He did state that Armenia is ready to implement the opening of the communications based on the respective points of the November 9, 2020 and January 11, 2021 statements and on the principles of sovereignty, jurisdiction, equality and reciprocity of the parties. Regarding the release of prisoners and other detained persons, as well as the clarification of the fates of missing persons, Pashinyan noted that the discussions on these issues will continue during the upcoming meetings. Pashinyan stated that despite some progress in the negotiations, Azerbaijan continues to pursue a policy of escalation on the border with Armenia. He added that against the backdrop of recent tensions, the mutual withdrawal 
of troops from the borderline and the demilitarization of the border is becoming more urgent and Yerevan will continue to emphasize this agenda. The Prime Minister also said that the illegal blocking of the Lachin Corridor is another manifestation of Azerbaijan's policy of escalation, which once again highlights the legitimate need for an international presence in Nagorno-Karabakh and the Lachin Corridor, adding that Armenia is discussing the topic with international partners. Foreign Ministry of Nagorno-Karabakh issued a statement regarding the announcements made by Michel, noting that the content of the statement, as well as a number of points contained there, indicate that the EU leadership continues to ignore the legitimate rights and interests of the people of Artsakh and is, quote, guided solely by their own geopolitical and short-term interests in the region to the detriment of the values of democracy and human rights declared by the European Union. According to the Artsakh Foreign Ministry, this is evidenced by the absence in the statement of any mention of the blockade of the Lachin Corridor and the establishment of an Azerbaijani checkpoint at the entrance of the corridor with all the ensuing humanitarian consequences. The statement goes on to say that this is an indication of the fact that the President of the European Council is not only preventing but in fact indulging Azerbaijan in using the suffering of the people of Artsakh as a political tool. The statement once again announced Stepanagerd's readiness to discuss all components of the Artsakh-Azerbaijan conflict and reasonable proposals aimed at a peaceful settlement in an agreed and internationally recognized negotiation format based on the equal rights of the parties and in the presence of strong international guarantees for the implementation of their obligations. The International Committee of the Red Cross resumed its operation in the Lachin Corridor this week. On May 17, it was able to transfer medical supplies to Artsakh the organization stopped its work after Azerbaijan placed a checkpoint at the entrance of the Lachin Corridor at the end of April. Since then, the sides were negotiating the new terms of facilitating transfer by the International Committee of the Red Cross. There is still no agreement regarding the transfer of patients. On May 16, the Russian peacekeepers, however, facilitated the transfer of nine people in need of medical attention and seven people accompanying them from Artsakh to Armenia. Artsakh's health ministry reported that over one 100 patients need to be transferred to Armenia, 25 of whom are in critical condition. On May 13, Freedom House published an article titled As the World Focuses on Ukraine, Civilians in Nagorno-Karabakh Face an Authoritarian Siege. The article states that despite negotiations between Armenia and Azerbaijan, Azerbaijani forces have tightened the cordon around Nagorno-Karabakh over the last several months, pushing residents towards a humanitarian breaking point and increasing the need for urgent assistance from the world's Democracies. The article calls out the Russian peacekeeping mission for their inadequate response to the ceasefire violations by Azerbaijan. It goes on to say that Moscow's un- inability or refusal to protect the interests of Armenians, both in Armenia and in Artsakh, has only deepened the Russian rift with Yerevan, creating a key moment of opportunity for leading democracies to step in respond to the threats emanating from the Azerbaijani regime and set the conditions for further democratic progress in the South Caucasus. The article states that the regime of Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev is notorious for disregarding international accountability mechanisms as evidenced by Baku's refusal to open the Lachin Corridor despite international calls and ICJ ruling to do so. In this context, it is clear that human rights abuses in Nagorno-Karabakh can only be addressed through much more active engagement and enforcement efforts by democratic powers. On May 15, Artsakh's former Security Council Secretary Samvel Babayan 
organized a rally in Stepanagir demanding to be appointed state minister for 100 days to solve the challenges that Artsakh faces. And last week in an interview to Novaya Gazeta, Armenia Security Council Secretary Armen Grigorian said that Russia has still not delivered the weapons purchased by Armenia and these purchases were made, he mentioned 2021 purchases, but he also said that there were purchases from before. He also stated that obligations towards Armenia are not being fulfilled on which Armenia's security concept was initially based and now Armenia must come up with a new Against this backdrop, Vladimir Putin's speaker, Dmitry Peskov, said that Armenia-Russia relations have a bright future, adding that there are, however, a few sensitive issues. He called the relations between the two countries special relations, a partnership with deep roots. Peskov did not specify what the sensitive issues are about. And Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, told Russian TV on May 17 that the West is pressuring Armenia to end Russia's military presence in the country and rely instead on the U.S. for defense. We have information that they are signaling to the Armenians, come to us, kick the Russians out of your territory, remove the Russian military base and border guards too. The Americans will help ensure your security, Lavrov said. Lavrov again criticized Yerevan for refusing the CSTO mission but agreeing to host the European Union monitoring mission. He added that if Yerevan had agreed to the CSTO mission, it would have benefited and had a more stable situation. And during her weekly briefing, Russia's foreign ministry representative Maria Zakharova was asked to comment on the recent escalation near Sotk. She called on both Armenia and Azerbaijan to refrain from provocative actions. Interesting. And on May 17, Secretary of the Security Council, Armen Grigorian, had a telephone conversation with Jens Plotner, advisor on foreign and security policy of German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. The parties discussed the agenda of the June 1 meeting in Chisinau. The day before, during an official visit to Brussels, Grigorian met the special representative of the NATO Secretary General in the Caucasus in Central Asia, Javier Kolomina. The situation in the region, as well as the development of Armenia-NATO relations, were discussed. During that meeting and in Brussels, Grigorian also met with the NATO Deputies Committee, briefing them on the situation in Nagorno-Karabakh and the Armenia-Azerbaijan border. And also this week, Prime Minister Pashinyan was in Reykjavik, Iceland, to participate in the Fourth Council of Europe summit. On the sidelines of the summit, Pashinyan and Foreign Minister Mizoyan held several meetings with international counterparts. Pashinyan held short talks with Olaf Scholz and Emmanuel Macron. In Reykjavik, it was decided to create what is called a register of damage for Ukraine, which Armenia did not join. Azerbaijan, Turkey, and Hungary were also among the six countries that refused to sign the document. The seat of the register of damage will be in The Hague. The register will serve as a record of evidence and claims information on damage, loss, or injury caused by the Russian aggression against Ukraine. Belgium announced this week that Brussels will open a diplomatic mission in Armenia. The foreign ministry of Belgium stated that uh, the country wants to contribute to the EU observation mission in Armenia. On May 18, the Armenian government decided to appoint a military attaché to India. According to the government, there is 
a great potential for military cooperation between the two countries. The military attaché in India will establish and deepen official relations between the military departments of the two countries and develop relations in the military sector, among other things. And this week, newly appointed Hungarian ambassador to Armenia, Anna Maria Shiko, presented her credentials to President Vahagan Khachadurian. Armenia cut off diplomatic relations with Hungary in 2012 after Hungary extradited Ramil Safarov, who axed Armenian officer Gurgen Markarian. In December 2022, Armenia and Hungary decided to restore relations and appoint non-resident ambassadors. Shiko is based in Tbilisi, Georgia. Over the weekend, Armenia's defense ministry organized a briefing of defense attaches of foreign embassies accredited in Armenia and representatives of the EU monitoring mission, uh, during which the situation following the Azerbaijani attack of May 11 and 12 was discussed. And today, several EU ambassadors visited Armenia's Tunic region as part of events dedicated to Europe Day. The ambassadors met social workers and visited Gori State University. EU Ambassador Andrea Victorin highlighted the importance of the Team Europe program, which is being implemented in Tunic to raise the resilience uh, for the region. And in a strange twist of events this week, the mother of a soldier killed during the 2020 Artsakh war was detained on May 17 for allegedly trying to kidnap uh, Ashot Pashinyan, the son of Armenia's prime minister. According to Pashinyan's testimony at the investigative committee, the woman, Gayane Hagopian, tricked him into getting in her car after he ran into her and several other parents of fallen soldiers on a street in Yerevan. Ashot Pashinyan said that Hagopian displayed inappropriate behavior as she talked about Armenian losses suffered during the war and drove him to the Yerabalur military cemetery. Pashinyan jumped out of the car moments before being hit by another vehicle that carried several other parents. Hakopian's lawyer denies the kidnapping accusations. And today, Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev, while accepting the credentials of the newly appointed ambassador of India, spoke about Armenian-Azerbaijani relations and claimed that Quote, revanchist forces in Armenia still have territorial ambitions. He went on to say that Armenia's rapid rearming is creating new threats and that if Armenia really wants peace with Azerbaijan, then why should it buy weapons worth hundreds of millions of dollars? It's interesting that he said that while Baku spending huge amounts of money on its own armed forces. Well, this week, Vahagan Vermishan, the former head of Armenia's Urban Development Committee, was sentenced to eight years in prison. Vermishan was detained in 2020 on corruption charges. He had been appointed as the head of the Urban Development Committee in 2019. And I remember this case because it was one of the first after the 2018 regime change and he he was an advisor to the government. He was still in the government and it was one of the first cases that came up as like, oh, there's still corruption. in Yeah, indeed. uh, indeed. Well, that's the kind of week it's been here in Armenia and Artsakh. Just as a reminder, next weekend, May 26 to 28, we will be holding our second annual media festival at Cinema House. And for that reason, unfortunately, we won't be able to uh, bring you the Week in Review podcast, but we will be back the following week. And if you're in town, please stop by. It's going to be three days of intense discussions, events, exhibitions, workshops, portfolio reviews. And so we've been quite busy (laughs) with that. So have a safe and peaceful weekend, and we will be back in two weeks.